name is Fausto Fonseca and this is Mind Toolbox. Today's tool is a very broad concept, but it's still very useful. We're going to talk about how the practice of helping others can help you a lot with your own issues. And as always, we will start with a story of my own. As I mentioned in a previous episode, I went through a rough breakup. The relationship I had for a long time ended when we were going to get married. But before it ended, we both tried a lot to stay together and somehow make it work. During that time we decided that we would try and do some charity work together. At the time I had no job. I had decided to leave my job to try and find myself and find what I wanted to do in life since I felt miserable at the jobs I had. And during that time, which wasn't even working out, I felt like I was wasting an amazing opportunity. Not many people can afford the luxury of leaving work to try and do other things at home. That made me feel specially in debt and that I should put some of my time to good use. We decided to join the volunteering work of a big Christmas party that a charity does every year in Lisbon for the homeless people. We were talking about 3,000 homeless people throughout three days of party. It's an amazing project that uses the party as an excuse to try and get the guests to look at the services that the charity provides to help them leave the streets and try to return back to society. They gave a presentation at the beginning for the volunteers and they explained how the party is actually divided in more than 20 volunteering activities like making sandwiches, helping guide our guests through the party, serve dinner, provide clean clothing, hairdressers and etc. It was very impressive. And after the presentation, people would line up for each one of the registration queues for the activities they enjoyed the most. There were a lot of volunteers. The party actually had the participation of a thousand of them. All the queues were full of cheerful people happy to help. Well, all but one. There was one queue that was empty. At that registration table, there was this guy with a big smile waiting for a courageous volunteer to join his team. They were the logistics team. I remember that I once helped them, and it was a very hard work. If you want to join the team that is the least seen by the public, with no visibility for your ego, and where you can work at any time, for hours and during evenings in dark warehouses and sometimes travel around carrying things and returning home all dirty and achy, then that's the queue for you. Yeah, that's the amount of appeal that queue had for me. But still, I was looking at that guy's smile and that empty queue and thinking about the privilege I had and part of me was already moaning, oh no, you're really going to do this, aren't you? Well. I had to. Even though it was a very tough moment in my life, with my relationship breaking apart and no prospects that my journey to find myself was going to take me anywhere, still, at that moment, I felt like all my situation was way better than most of the guests at that party, and I owed them my time somehow. So I just bit the bullet and approached the table and signed my name. While that smiling man was explaining to me all the ways I was probably going to regret it. During the time I volunteered for that party, I spent hours and hours in warehouses, drove vans around getting food donations from the general public, 
and carried tons of goods around to and from the party. I was doing this alongside a group of people that were very fun, but very focused on results. We quickly became a very well-oiled machine. I felt like my time was being used in a very productive way, and the results were very measurable. I would get home tired back to my home with someone that clearly was going to leave me at any point, and it felt like that time away working for someone less fortunate was another world, another place I existed with different people and that my life's problems weren't even part of it. You might call it escapism, but I think it went beyond that. The realities we were introduced to made me appreciate what I had so much, even at the time I was losing a lot. I felt like I needed that work in my life, and the fact is, as my relationship ended and I found a new job and eventually a new partner, I was doing a lot more work for that charity. I ended up joining one of their weekly night fans distributing food all over town to the homeless people, where you talk to them and really dive deep into heartbreaking realities. It reshaped me a lot. I felt I could really help and use my skills as never before. I ended up leading the team of that van. And the next year, I ended up being one of the managers of the logistics for the party. And the year after, I ended up becoming one of the managers of the whole party. Something that took months of work and an amount of emails and meetings I never thought was possible coordinating all the other activities. If you listen to my previous episode about the pillars of life, you remember I mentioned that at some point one of my pillars was charity. This was the reason. It ended up becoming one of my life's pillars for a while. It made sense at that time. It became part of the whole, helping my life's balance. This wasn't news to me. I've spent a lot of time before doing volunteer work, but usually with animals. Helping building an animal's shelter and taking care of animals from shelters that needed to recover from surgeries in a homemade infirmary. That time felt amazing too, but the work with the homeless people happened during a personal crisis time, which made me understand a lot better the benefits to my current unhealthy state of mind. So if I can't translate the benefits I felt, I would list them as follows. 1. I was facing realities that were a lot worse than mine, and that has put things in perspective. 2. I created strong bonds with people I worked with, because we were putting a lot of effort for a good cause, spending lots of hours in hard working conditions. 3. I felt these activities were giving me a boost of well-being and reducing my depressive state. 4. I never before felt such a sense of purpose and responsibility, and that was making me feel very fulfilled. Meanwhile, I did some research on the subject, and it seems there's a lot of studies with incredible results. To the point some studies show that even donating money activates the same regions of the brain that responds to sex. So, what have studies been showing that helping others can do for yourself? I won't try and explain why this happened, but I'll share the links to the sources. So the list I found is 1. It can help you live longer and get sick less often. 2. 
people who volunteered at least 5.8 hours a month were very happy. This was even shown with the fMRI studies. 3. It can help with chronic pain, and it was tested in patients with cancer-related chronic pain. 4. Lowers blood pressure. Volunteers who gave at least 200 hours a year decreased their risk of hypertension by 40%. 5. Teenagers who volunteer have better grades and self-image. 6. Gives you a sense of purpose and meaning, especially later in life when you no longer work or take care of your children. 7. Reduces symptoms of depression and regulates your own emotions. A lot of these items on the list seem to have an effect proportional to the amount of meaning the person puts into the activity they are performing. That means that the sentiment needs to be as altruistic as possible, at least perceived as such by the person. I would actually add other benefits to the list that I experienced myself. 1. It creates new friendships increasing your safety net and helps you have a separate context from the rest of your life which is like a timeout for the problems you might have. 2. Better karma, and I don't mean anything esoteric. I mean it helps affect your surroundings by example and by helping create the opportunities that will support a structure that will be there for you when you or someone you love also are in need. Also, it seems better things happen to you, probably because you're in a state of more happiness and availability. 3. Helps to put your own issues into perspective, and sometimes even to look at them in a more practical way, using some of the tools you improve while volunteering. So, I think we're finally ready to get the instructions of this episode's tool. It's not going to be a straightforward set of instructions like my previous episodes, but I think we can still find some learnings from these findings. Let's call it 6 tips for the successful volunteering. 1. Look at your schedule and determine how much time you are willing to spend on this experiment and when it's the best time to do it. Start small, even if it's just an hour of your time every fortnight. Just make sure it's comfortable for you. You can also change it later if you need to. 2. Start exploring what volunteer work exists in your area. I know we are under very restrictive and special circumstances due to the world's pandemic, but explore what type of things you can help with that are safe for you, even if it means simply doing work online. And choose something that means something to you, although sometimes we only find it does after we start doing it. Remember what I said before, the benefits we get from the volunteering seem to be linked with the amount of meaning we put into it. And remember, you can change it later if you don't feel like it's working out. 3. Even though you can maximize your results finding something that matches your skills, maybe it would be interesting trying some work outside them. This is an opportunity to grow, so take some chances. I know I learned a lot about warehouse organization, logistics, and maybe a bit about supply chains. I also got used to driving vans full of goods, and later when I started getting management roles, 
I ended up practicing my leadership skills. 4. Make sure you are not harming yourself with the volunteering activity you choose. We need to be in good shape to help others, or else you're just wasting time and resources. I remember my work distributing food to the homeless, and it was tough. And a lot of people burned out being confronted with so much pain. And then, if you're suffering yourself, it will show and it will have an effect on them, on your performance as a volunteer and in your life. 5. Put an effort into being as effective as you can during the time you're volunteering. That will mean you won't need to put a lot of your time to make a difference. It will also maximize the chances that you will get all the benefits we've talked about. 6. Decide how much contact you want to have with people. There's always roles that are more backstage and roles that place you more in contact with the person being helped. It all depends on your personality. I would also say that if you're a more introvert person, maybe at some point you could try something small and simple that puts you in contact with people to help you deal with that if it's something you would like to improve upon. Now, with these tips in mind, let's explore some types of volunteer work you can do. 1. Feed people. There's always some volunteer work to do serving or preparing food for less fortunate people. There's usually roles that are closer or farther from having contact with people, so you can choose what suits you. 2. Work with animals. There's always some shelter work like cleaning up or walking dogs, or temporarily fostering animals. If you like animals, explore what associations exist in your area and the type of volunteering they'd offer. 3. See what volunteer work your town needs. Maybe there's some info in your town hall. Maybe there's some public spaces that need some cleaning up or being painted. Working for your community and to make your town better is a great way to feel accomplished. 4. Use your skills to help charities with specific tasks. Are you a marketing person? Are you a web designer? Whatever you're good at might be a skill that charities are in need of. Maybe reach out to them and offer your services. 5. Create your own activity. You can create your own thing to volunteer. You can get food, clothes, toys from your friends and family and go directly to the ones in need and offer them. This is a great thing to do, although I would argue it's better to have contact with all the volunteers. 6. Look closer to your home. Sometimes the best volunteer work is in your own network. Maybe someone in your family needs some help. Maybe help out a friend that is in need. Maybe give some of your time tutoring your nephew. They say charity starts at home. And that can be a very true statement. Well, this is all for this episode. Be well and stay safe and I hope you add this one to your toolbox. If you liked it, please hit subscribe and consider giving a review. That will help me and this podcast. See you on the next one. Bye!